Hello, Black Star. My name is Laia. Welcome to Love and Grit. And my name is Justin. We are live at the Black Star Film Festival 2023. It is an amazing film fest that has been a part of Philadelphia's deep history for 12 years. You've been here since the beginning. Yes, it's been a, a pure honor, and anybody who has experienced it has known that every year it just gets better, better. And when you step into this area this time of year, you feel a joyfulness and an inspiration that, like, I'm pretty sure no other film festival gives you. At least not this many I mean, colors. it looks amazing. We're on the Daily John stage. That is some nice neon. As we represent all the colors, because shout-outs to Black Star, which is a beautiful representation of indigenous, brown, black women. Like, I was just telling somebody earlier, I had to walk out of Nikki Giovanni because I was about to mess up my makeup. That is what Black Star is about. <laughs> There's so many ways to tell stories. Yes. You know, long-form, short-form, and so mm. many different stories to tell. Yes, and the beautiful stories. I don't want to name-call, but there have been some beautiful success stories that have come out of this film festival. Name-drop. Go ahead, name-drop. I mean, everybody knows that Ava DuVernay showed her first independent film here in the middle of nowhere. And as her career grew, so did this festival. I remember Spike Lee, second year. Like, it's just Terrence Nance. Let it not be forgotten that Black Star creates stars in all kinds of different fields. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it just keeps getting bigger and better every year. And the people who come to be a part of it are just amazing artists. And without Black Star, we wouldn't get to see so many of these premieres in Philadelphia, during the summer, it's something people really look forward to. We're on the Kimmel Cultural Center campus. How about that? Big ups to Black Star for being at the Kimmel. Hold on. Big ups to the Kimmel Center for understanding the power of Black Star. This is a beautiful look for the Kimmel Center. It really is. It really is. It really is to see everybody coming out after watching the documentaries and just being happy to be in this space in the center of Philadelphia and really feel good about the art that's being created and being shown here for the first time. And to know, for real, for real, Justin, that Black Star is like the ultimate safe space, right? Like when you think about it, everybody's respected, everybody's loved. It's a beautiful thing. I All mean, right. you have the whole look going on. They're the best hoop earrings I've ever seen. Thank you, All Black Everything Pop-Up Philadelphia. This is what we do. All right, all right, all right. There's some great pop-ups here this week. Yes! Too. Oh, the Marketplace. Ooh, the Black Star Marketplace is famous. Make sure you get your one-of-a-kind. They dude. have yeah. good swag, too. <laughs> yes. Like a couple good t-shirts I want. Yeah, we all fiend for the Black Star bag and the poster. It's a thing. Everybody who knows Black <laughs> Star knows it's a thing. Okay, but speaking of Black Star... We are here for a purpose, Justin. We and are. I am excited. I wrote this beautiful intro because I was talking to Simone behind the stage, but she's even more amazing than I thought on paper. So listen, basically Black Star has been around for over a decade, right? Which means that we have some beautiful, beautiful stories of evolution that have evolved from this festival. And one of those stories is Simone Holland. Yes, she's a homegirl, Villanova all day. Also, we share her with Trenton. This is what I've learned. She initially came to Black Star as a cinematographer for another filmmaker's project who was also a Black Star fellow. I love this story. And now she returns for the second time. She's the Black Star fellow. This is her vision. And I want you to understand that when it comes to Simone, she's not new to this. She is true to this. She's worked with folks like Jasmine Sullivan, Jamila Woods, Tone Smith. She's worked with brands like McDonald's, Nike. She is an Emmy Award winner. 
Okay. Yes. 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 So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's welcome and honor Miss Simone Holland to the show as she premieres tomorrow at 8 p.m. with her project. Yes. Simone, how does it feel? It feels great. Thank you for having me. Thank it's, you, everyone, for being here. It's been a lot of work. Though, it, let's be honest. That is an understatement. Yes, it's been a lot of work. Tell us the name of the film and what it's about. Yeah, so the name of my film is called All That's Left, produced by fellow Stephanie Malson, who's here today. Uh, it so is, you're already giving back. I, we, we work continues. as a team. We work as a team. It's been a great process. Um, the film is about longing. It's a surreal look into challenging the perspective of existence. So, you know, all of the relationships that come in and out of your life, yearning for acceptance, what that nuanced struggle looks like all centered around the home epicenter, the kitchen table, and having, you know, I guess I would say really challenging past, present, and future as well, and exploring timelines and, and love. It's beautifully shot. I just was taken in immediately by the visuals, and the way it ends with the visuals is just so brilliant. When you are getting ready to do this, do you have the whole thing in your mind, or how does it play out? Yeah, I think because of my uh, journey, I actually started out in makeup and wardrobe. Love that. Yes, I went to Villanova, go Wildcats. I wanted to work in news and eventually, you know, just yearned for something a little bit more creative. So Good I idea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, went through, you know, makeup and wardrobe. I did production design, finally landing a rental house job as an assistant camera person, worked my way up. So I think when I create things, I'm very type A and see everything in my head and then find the amazing team members who can help me and support me make that vision come to life. How did you decide how you were going to approach the project came before the fellowship or the fellowship came before the project? How does that work? I actually wrote this script in three parts. So there's three separate films. This one was actually the third film. And then when I wanted to apply to Black Star, I picked the strongest of the three that applied to, you know, the morals and the values that Black Star upholds um, and the audience gravitates towards. So I wrote the poem. It's kind of a, a choreographed poem, I guess I would say. So when I wrote that, I expanded it and applied to, to Black Star, and they, they liked it. So I'm saving my viewership for 8 p.m. tomorrow, but I did watch this beautiful trailer, and I'm kind of like, I'm with Justin on just the trailer and the visuals. What was the inspiration behind that? Because like you said, it's, it takes place at a kitchen table. But it's so much more. Yeah, um, so one of my biggest influences growing up was Carrie Mae Weems. Her photography, her poems, her work is just completely well beyond her years. And there's a set called the Kitchen Table Series, uh, which is her, it's a self-portrait series with her sitting at the kitchen table and all of these people and moments throughout her life. And I think when I started coming into my own visual art, because I also digitally paint and creative direct, so I do graphics. I just started exploring self-portraits and editing them to be surreal, so I'll have, you know, when I was doing makeup, I would, instead of posting just a picture of my face with makeup, I would do two of my faces or, you know, have three arms, and uh, I started doing that very quickly after I graduated school, so I think this project is definitely a culmination of all of those pieces of my life. And you know, the kitchen table is just, for, for most people, I'm not gonna say everyone, most people, that is, is the epicenter of your life. A lot of things happen there. So creating a world around that just, just made sense. The good and the bad. 
Yes, the good. You know, and the bad. I mean, it's really, and it's the daily too. Yes. Visually, did you have the idea for this going in, or did it sort of come through the process of shooting? I mean, just you use a lot of like tight shots and very quick shots, and it really tells an interesting story. Yeah, I think that's my cinematography style. I really like slow motion. I really like intimate shots that really bring out the texture in life. I think that's just something I'm drawn to. So with this piece and the support of the Black Star team, I really was able to explore that and just lean in. I did find when I started to kind of veer from that and take certain advice or, you know, think, okay, maybe this isn't right. That's when it didn't look right. Um, so I was like, you know what, I just need to, you know, after talking to Stephanie um, and us having some really good meetings, I just leaned in and it worked out for the best. I've been getting some really good feedback, so I'm, I'm really excited for everyone to see it. So let me ask you this, because we're Love and Grit. If you're not familiar with our podcast, we are all things dope about Philadelphia. So I ask this because you're from Trenton, went to school at Villanova, and I'm curious, in your creative process, in your living here, what Philadelphia had to do with your creative process in a way, how that changed or, yeah, how that complemented where you already were in life in a way. Yeah, I will say, even though I get a little bit of hate from being from Jersey. It's okay. Philadelphia. It's, it's just the suburbs of Philadelphia. <laughs> oh I can't disagree. I can't totally disagree. Philly, there's just something different about this city, um, about the creatives here, whether it's music, film, Philly is around the world. And I think that the way that people create here and the way that I've learned to create has come from a documentary space, I would say. Storytelling first, really getting into the details. That's like the news part. Yes, the, the news part. I'm definitely a journalist at heart, and I think even, even film is journalism. It's all, you know, two, two sides of the same coin. I take Philly wherever I go. So wherever I'm working, whatever project I'm working on, I just get back to that foundation of, of what it means. You know, this is, is a political city. This is a city where people stand up and speak for what's right. and I just bring that with me wherever I go. And in my creative life, I think it, it just folds in on itself. When you knew you were going to get involved in filmmaking, did you think that it would be as much work as it's been? I mean, you talked about graphics. You talked about makeup. I mean, you've done it all, basically, to get to be a filmmaker. What's it like to be a young black woman filmmaker? And what do you think about how it got you here? I think I approach everything art first. So when I learned how to do all of these things, it really was about learning the craft and what I'm trying to say in doing that. So whether the medium is makeup or I'm drawing something or it's a film, it's all the same through line. Uh, just to make people feel something. You know, if yes. one person feels something or even if one person feels like, okay, I can make that too, I can do that too, that's why I, I do it. Just really keeping that grounding you know, as I continue to grow in filmmaking and challenge myself, like I challenge myself with this film, I'm just always reminded that, you know, that learning process is what's important and I'd never want to stop learning. Like you said, you've had a lot of jobs in this world. I'm curious if you were giving advice to like a young filmmaker out there, what you would say to them as far as, okay, I'm glad I held these positions because that got me to where I am. And the second half of that question is, because you've had, held so many positions, how do you stay from getting too heady? 
Right. Like, I'm worrying about the makeup or worrying about the graphic. I don't think that ever stops. Um, yeah. Every time I'm on set, I, I have to... I think building a great, solid team is really the key. I have an amazing stylist for this film, Ayumi Perry, an amazing production designer, uh, Kim Redman, Jarrell Ivory on Lights. These are people that I've worked with for years. They know that I get in my head about nitpicking about certain things. And whenever I go to reach, they just hit my hand and go, go behind the camera. We got it. When they change things or make things, it's exactly what I had in my head. But so it takes a lot of trust to get to that It takes a lot point. of trust. It takes a lot of trust. That support is really everything. Now, the other question was, the young filmmaker question, yes. if you were talking to, what should they have to do? I would say just listen, listen to yourself. I don't know the exact quote, but Issa Rae mentioned networking laterally, and that always sticks with me. I think that a lot of young filmmakers think that, okay, if I'm on set, oh, I have to go talk to the director, or I have to go talk to the producer, the, the actor. Talk to the other PAs. Talk to the, the grip, the swing, the people that are on the ground, because those are the people that love what they, everyone loves what they do, but those are the people that are spilling at the seams to let you know the details of their work why I put this light up. Oh, this is why I tie the knot that way. Just networking laterally, learning with the people around you. Also not leaning too hard on someone else's vision or like another director, like find your own voice because you have something to say, especially with Black Star and everything. This festival itself is that. Your stories matter, you matter. Speak up because someone wants to listen. That's so well said. It takes so much wisdom to get there though. Who do you take inspiration from? You mentioned Issa Rae. Yeah, of course, Issa Rae, the, the, uh, one of my a great mentors, Rachel Ramos. This is a great season of uh, Project Greenlight, by yes. the way. Are you watching? Yes, 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 and yes, she I was did watch. the president and Barbie, yes. of course. Yes, it's President Barbie, <laughs> Issa for president. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, as far as my inspirations, I really love seeing black women and, and people really give space for others. Ava DuVernay for Queen Sugar, every director was a woman who hadn't had a chance to direct TV. All three seasons, every single woman was a director. Black Panther. Ryan? Yes, Ryan Coogler, the DPs, the cinematographers are, are women. So I think that that's the thing for me. As a cinematographer, that has been the hardest struggle because even though you see the director is black or you see the producers are black, the person behind the camera is usually not. Mm -hmm. And it's something that's not always talked about, but I think it's getting better and there's a lot of people really making space uh, for black cinematographers, women, indigenous cinematographers to really take the reins and show that we are also as technically savvy as our counterparts. A big part of that is because of Black Star. Yeah. Yes. I was, yes. That was going to be my next question. I was going to say, Simone, why in the midst of this industry and all these, these film festivals, even less black film festivals, is Black Star so significant? I think they just make room every year, no matter what, no matter how hard the year before is, they make room for everyone. Black, brown, indigenous, they're doing even more for disability, making sure that everyone has a chance to see these films or screen. It does not matter how hard it is, they always make room. What's next? How do you keep it going? Do you like this short film version? Is that living in a different world in the time of Netflix where like longer docs are in? What do you have in store? Mini series. Yeah, I think the best part about Philadelphia is I've done a little bit of everything. So narrative, documentary, you know, commercial. I think what's next for me, I have a feature version of this. So if anybody wants to fund it, 
You don't have to whisper it. You can go ahead if and ask on Love and Dirt. I do have a feature. And then also it's a mini series. So there's three pieces. So the other two I'm going to work to either make those two or a feature out of this one. Um, just really, I think the best part about the, the surreal nature of what I do is I really take in people's opinions and their views on what the work is. So I just like to grow on that. Um, I was able to digitally draw you know, a scene in this, this short. So I think growing in that art, maybe an art gallery, doing the individual pieces, because people have been saying they've been really, they really like the fashion and the editorial look of, of the work that I do, as well as the surreal aspects. So I'm, I'm open. It's already written and you already got your actors, so you're already <laughs> ahead when it comes to that. Sorry, sad enough. You talk so much about team. It's never easy to work in a team, but it's so important to get the product where you want it. How did you learn that? Because being so young and in a business where people are always trying to move up, I mean, I love, you mentioned about talking to PAs, like if you ask people what's wrong or what needs to be better, they'll tell you and it's like, at least you're collecting more information because we all have biases and blinders on for certain things. I just think that was really interesting, but where have you found the inspiration to grow these teams and build these teams? I think just, coming up with crazy ideas in my head and realizing, okay, well, I don't know how to do this, but do I know someone who does? Then I would go on the internet and social media is such a great place to meet other artists who are putting out their work because they want people to see it. So if you have something that you're trying to do and you reach out and say, hey, I have this thing, do you know how to do this? They, nine times out of the 10, they're willing to work with you. And I think it's an old interview with Bill Hader, another huge inspiration in terms of directors uh, and writers as well. He mentioned the idea that if someone tells you that there's something wrong with your script or there's something wrong with a scene, usually they're right. They're seeing something that's wrong, but it's up to you to fix it. So even if they tell you how to fix it, that doesn't always apply to your own creative workflow. So take that in, take criticism, and I just trial and error. I would try things, it wouldn't work, and then someone would come and say, oh, I know how to do this, let me take a look. You know, working in Philly at the rental houses, meeting other people who are technically savvy in film, that was one of the biggest things about getting this project done. Working with Expressway, Moco Labs, who has a robot arm, we use a robot arm for this, which I would not have been able to do without Expressway. Tell us more about yeah, that. Yeah, like a robot yeah, arm. That so sounds very tech. In the film, I'm not gonna give too much away, but in the film, uh, there is a hourglass that was handcrafted by Joanne. I have her information, it's on my Instagram if you look. Um, but she made a ceramic hourglass with two hands, with the vase, and we used it as an hourglass. So we had sand in it. We had a track with a robot arm on top, and we spun the vase and the, the hourglass and got some really, really cool angles that we would not have been able to do without that. Based on the budget, it was way out of our budget, but a lot of the relationships that I've formed with the rental houses and just other filmmakers, they were willing and able, and you know they liked the script enough to let us use, use the robot arm. So it really felt like a collaboration. You know, Even though I wrote it, and these scenes were in my head. It was really a collaboration, and every single person that was on set helped elevate that vision to what it is. Very dope. I'm interested in what you're looking forward to seeing this weekend. I saw a really amazing short experimental doc yesterday by Imani Dennison. It's called Bone Black. That was amazing, uh, about black midwives. Wow. Yeah, it was a very, and very amazing story. Okay. Yeah, uh -huh. amazing story about the history. But it was experimental, so it really pushed you in. And then another fellow, David Gaines, 
and Eli sitting there, the producer, The Freedom to Fall Apart. So make sure you go see that one as well. And then uh, Zardosh, the third director fellow, his film is streaming as well. I love that y'all are supporting each other. This is the whole lateral networking you were talking about, right? Yes, yes. I do just want to say that the best part about the Filmmaker Lab is the intensives that we do. Tell me. Every month we would do intensives on Saturday and Sunday between four hours and eight hours. We would just sit together and go through scripts, talk about production. They would bring in speakers, directors, writers, producers, and just tear our scripts apart and we would build them back together. And we just really have a lot of camaraderie within the cohort, which myself being in film haven't always had in other it's fellowships. It's great to hear that we too, work because together. especially, yes. I mean, it's a cutthroat industry, yes. let's be honest. Yeah. And you're leading your own group too, which is amazing. Bring your superheroes together to get your final project. Yes, I've definitely gained a family. For you ready sure. to play some games? Yeah, some let's fun. do it. Let's get some free stuff away. We have some very good gifts. Yeah. We are the Visit Philly podcast, if you don't know, so yeah. Love and Great Yetis. T-shirts, I'll give you the first one, Simone. So. And the ultimate prize, a free stay at a hotel That's going to be a tough one. That's the long question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laia, want to get us started? This is an easy one. All right, y'all, so just raise your hand if you think you know the answer, okay? Don't yell it out. Here we go. All right. True or false? Philly girl Quinta Bronson named the school Abbott Elementary in honor of one of her elementary school teachers. Raise your hand. It's true. Correct. That would be true. Ms. Justin, Abbott. what is she? Yeah, Go Ms. ahead. Abbott. Right. My name is Eliza Turner. I'm one of the producing fellows along with uh, David Gaines. And we have a film called The Freedom to Fall Apart. All right. And Simone, you can help out if you feel like it. You're not just Vanna Black up here, okay? I want you to feel like you're in, <laughs> in it. Okay. All right. What's the name of this Netflix Western that, star Ooh, that stars Idris Elba, Caleb McLaughlin, based on Philly's Fletcher Street Urban Riding Club? Is it A, Philly Cowboys? B, Concrete Cowboys, C, Philly Streets, or D, a Western in West Philly. That's a good title, though. It's Concrete Cowboys. She's one. Uh, my name is Tiffany. Tiffany, thanks for coming. All right, here we go. You asked. In the 1993 drama, Philadelphia, Denzel Washington's character grabs a sandwich from which real-life Philly restaurant and then agrees to represent Tom Hanks' character? Is it A, Famous 4th Street Deli, B, Pat's, C, Geno's, or D, Ishkabibbles? Should I call my mom? <laughs> famous 4th Street Deli. Is that right? She's right. There you go. The famous 4th Street Deli, if you're new to Philadelphia, go there with an empty stomach. They have the fattest sandwiches, but the best cookies from the 4th Street cookie place. Okay, we go. We all know that Will Smith and his character on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air were born and raised in West Philly, but... Do you know the entire theme song by heart? Is this for the hotel? Because this is this, hard. This is for the hotel stay. Okay. Can All anybody right. do it? The full version. The, on the show. Yeah, not the, from, not no. the first season. When You can do it when they cut it. Second season. Yeah. You know how they cut it down a little bit. You can do it? What's your name? Nadia. Okay. Nadia, Come on, Nadia. In West Philadelphia, born and raised in the playgrounds where I spend most of my plays. Chilling all nice and relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. And a couple of guys, they were up to no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. She said, you boo-boo with your auntie, your uncle in I whistled for a cab and then it came near. The license plate said fresh and had a dice in the mirror. If anything, I can say this cab was rare. Man, I'm never forgetting your own to Bel-Air. 
I pulled up to the house about seven or eight, and I yelled to the camera, "Go home, smell you later." Look at my kingdom, I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, my dear. You want a hotel room? That was amazing. I told you it was worth the wait. It's not easy to do. All right, I got, I got some more because we got a lot of other free stuff. All right, here we go, here we go. Simone, you didn't know you were going to be a game show host I'm, today, did I'm you? fine with it. Premier I'm fine. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. In the season three of the drama This Is Us, Sterling K. Brown's character, Randall, runs for what Philadelphia elected office? Ooh, that's... That, that one office? is my favorite. This Is Us is a favorite. Is. Uh, a, mayor. B, fire commissioner. C, city council. Or D, sheriff. I really want this Yeti. Um, do. I don't watch the show, but I'm going to guess that it's City Council. That was a good guess. There's your Yeti. That was a really good guess. Yeah, that, that Yeti ain't no joke. People who know, know. You know this ain't no keychain, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, here we go. Next one, season five. Oh, this is a good one. Season five of the Netflix series Queer Eye was shot here in Philly. One of the folks in the Fab Five help is Marcos. Marcos um, yeah. As he prepares to open his new restaurant in South Philly named A, Pizza John, B, Sahav, C, The Cheesecake Factory, D, Alma Del Mar. Anybody? I think Mayori has the answer. Okay, we're going to Mayori. Yeah, you got to go to Mayori. Shout out to the amazing... Our founder here, I mean, yes. And, Shout and out to our founder. I, I don't even know what the right word to call you is. You're like the czar. I mean, ever, you've done everything to make this, <laughs> this amazing, amazing film festival that we're so happy to be at. Thank you. Thank you. Similar to Stephanie, I don't watch the show, but my guess by the list of restaurants is that it's Alma Damar. Yeah, you got that format. You know that, you know that SAT you. format. Thanks for having us. We're so happy to be here. Oh, man. All right. We all know Rocky was based here in Philly. The success of the film spurred the following spin-off Creed, starring A, Michael B. Jordan, B, My Mike, Michael Jordan, C, John Boyega, or D, Idris Elba? Michael B. Jordan. Correct. All right. What famous filmmaker and Philly native shoots a lot? Oh, this is easy. Shoots a lot of his projects in the city. Dang, you gonna get a movie? This is, okay. Including Sixth Sense, The Happening, Signs. Go ahead, boo. Gonna go out on a limb here and say M. Night Shyamalan. Wow, yeah, that was, that was a hard one. Thank you, congratulations. Okay, the movie Invincible is about the real life story of Vince Papale, a bartender who tried out for and made it onto the Eagles. Tryouts and games for the movie were shot at what field in the city? Ooh. I know the answer. A, The Link, B, Franklin Field, C, Citizens Bank Park, or D, FDR Park. And that is You're my mom. up fast. Franklin Field. Somebody give Simone's mom a prize. <laughs> That's more for just being Simone's mom, and, Simone's mom and the answer, right? We are an Eagles family. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. All right, all right. How to Get Away with Murder. Ooh, another good Philly reference show right there. All right, Viola Davis's character teaches at what fake university based in Philly? Is it A, Middletown University? Is it B, University of West Philly? Is it C, South Philly College or D, Northwest University? Anybody, take a guess. Is it Middletown University, South Philly, Northwest? Uh, I want to say B, University of West Philly. No, that would be, uh, that's not a good, you would have, no. You know what, this was a tough question. I'm still giving you But swag. you win because, no, you know, you got a film. You're swag. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, she had it? 
We're going to give you something, too. Don't you worry about it. We I know. got you. But what was the answer, boo? Yes. Middletown it's Middletown University. All right, and this is the last question, and I think it's only apropos that you get it. In the movie Silver Linings Playbook, the characters make a bet that involves this Philadelphia-based sports team. A, the Sixers, B, the Eagles, C, the Phillies, or D, the Flyers? The Eagles. You have to spell yes. it. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. You, you, you have to scream. From here. Okay, she's gonna learn. We have right. to recognize our amazing signer. Always. Can you tell us your name? Hello, my name is Tabria. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to Tabria and shout out to your brother too, who's also a great signer. He's the bomb. And my other co interpreter, his name is Billy. <laughs> he was getting his groove on right before we came on. Yeah. <laughs> from the Roost Picnic. And I also just want to give love, of course, to all the Black Star staff, from Katie to Denise to Lauren to Lyndall to, I don't know everybody's names, but what I can tell y'all, though, this Black Star family is tight, beautiful, and it just gets better every year. That's all I, I just, I had to, I don't this know. Is, this has been great to be here. We, yeah. We're really appreciative to our friends that are here and those who are listening. Black Star has amazing content online. Yes. So definitely go online if you can't get here and get here next year. The other thing that's important to know here at the Kimmel Cultural Center, uh-huh. the Lion King's coming. Okay. And Mean Girls. Okay. Come see live theater in Philadelphia. Yes. Watch streaming Black Star videos on their website and subscribe to Love and Grit so you can hear us introduce new up-and-comers and some Philly faves. Yes. Wherever you get your podcasts. That's how they say it. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you.